Finally, Michael and the Bear podcast go. Yes. <laughs> Everything appears to be working. We've had tons of technical difficulties just trying to get Google Hangouts to to work for us. Yeah. So if anybody has any here to talk about cryptocurrency, if anybody has any better suggestions, yeah. let us know. We'll use those instead. So what are we talking about today? Politics again? More um, in this case, uh, central bank. Um, I I think it, we should get to the central bank, but I think uh, um, I want to talk about. <laughs> there was this funny article on. Um, the independent you know now facebook is loading really slow so maybe it's my internet that's weird um <clears throat> so there's this funny article on in independent.co.uk which is it's garbage it's a garbage website and paper um but it says something about how like 50 percent. okay so here more than half of millennials expect to be millionaires someday. And I and I brought it into the crypto Facebook group because I felt like, you know, that's that's a lot of kind of market sentiment right now is, you know, when Lambo, when Moon, when all, you know, everybody expects to be crypto millionaires within a year, blah, blah. And it's this this mindset of how crypto is going to save humanity and make everybody rich. Um, hmm. But yeah. nobody has any real kind of foresight on how it's actually going to happen like how is it obviously crypto can't make every single person rich um so and obviously you can't save humanity unless crypto is like a wrench you can't you know the wrench can't save humanity but it can help you build a, you know something that can save humanity but you actually have to do the work the wrench can't do the work for you the wrench is just a tool and you have to use it properly. It's it's like my car analogy last week about government. Like, government's a car. If you take poor care of it, it's going to collapse. If you take really good care of it, it runs properly. Um, and so it just you know it sparked a lot of conversation, and then uh, it made me think. Uh, Dave Levine posted something today on 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 YouTube about central banks and you know central banks are so bad because they print money and this and that and blah 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 but what nobody's thinking about is, is what happens after the central bank because central banks like the u.s fed they've done a really shitty job over the last 10 years but they actually work to do something they look at the economy you know, they mess with inflation or uh, uh, interest rates here and there to try to, you know, originally their job was to protect the economy. But it's kind of just turned into trying to make sure inflation doesn't happen, just kind of like working on inflation and deflation. And, and you know, they're only doing like half their job. But it got me thinking of like, well, OK, what happens if we get rid of the Fed? We're, we're losing an integral part of the U.S. economy on how to safeguard against catastrophe and disasters 
And nobody seems right. to have any foresight of like, oh, let's just get rid of the Fed. Yeah. You know, let's just get rid of government. What happens if all of a sudden stoplights just stop working? Like nobody thinks about that. I mean, maybe we'll do, but no one's no one talking seems to be thinking about that. And that's what makes me uh, always a little nervous about people who are in crypto. It's easy for people to see the errors that that any big organization makes and and think, oh, yeah, we get rid of that because that's causing the problem. But, uh, um, you know, it's like uh, it's like saying, like, you know, the the mail service sucks. So we should get rid of the post postal service. It doesn't. Yeah. I mean, I guess there are people who do want to get rid of the postal service, but uh, people rely on every single day for uh for critical things well so i always have an analogy well, um, about that i have an analogy about post office and government and this and that and especially for libertarians and conservatives right now who kind of like want to get rid of government but i'm like my my analogy is you've spent you know four hundred thousand dollars building a huge house and six months later you get a a, a leak in your roof and libertarians and conservatives say, oh, let's just tear down the house and start over. Well, whose money are you using to start over? You just spent $400,000 on a house. Why wouldn't you just spend $5,000 and fix the leak in the roof? Why do you want to bulldoze it and start from scratch? Like that costs a lot of money in my mind. Like that, yeah. you know. I mean, you could argue that things have been screwed <clears throat> over for, for a pretty long time maybe you know some of the elements that were around at the beginning were things that we should change but that's that's talking about changing the constitution which most conservatives and even libertarians don't want to do um i mean that's where that kind of idea of a constitutional conservative comes from it's like no we have to go back to what the constitution originally meant which i think is um, which is bullshit because they don't want to pay taxes and in the constitution it says you have to pay taxes so yeah. I don't understand what they're what, well, they com what they complain about and then they can and then they complain well you know I don't want to pay taxes for war it's like okay well then just say that say you don't want and well, then vote for a candidate who doesn't want to fund war but like to say you want to get rid of taxes is just it's like it's stupid it's just ridiculous well, what, what what would the solution be? Because there are problems with, with there, there are problems with the the treasury and the and the the central bank that you know. Uh, I mean, one of the big things that people hate, and one of the reasons that they're looking to the Bitcoin and cryptocurrency is, well, you know, this 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 money printing is getting out of control, and we didn't we didn't vote on. I mean, we voted. We voted for the people who are making the decisions, I guess, except for the appointed ones. Um, but uh, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I was part of the Occupy movement. I didn't vote for quantitative quantitative easing. I didn't quote. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I didn't vote. I didn't want that in, in the first place. And now it's something that I have to deal with. It's something that my generation is going to have to deal with. So, so it does piss so, me off a little bit. Yeah, but this is this is exactly my point. And if you ever tell anybody I quoted this book, I'll fucking kill you. Because <laughs> I fucking hate <laughs> it. Because I fucking hate this book. God damn you, Peter Thiel. This is the one thing my libertarian cousin and I can agree on, that we both hate this book. But he does raise some good points yeah, occasionally. Well, it's good that you read it, though. <laughs> um, yeah. Indefinite philosophy. It's one of those books that you have to read. 
Yeah. You have so, to read it so you can get the inside. So Occupy is the perfect example of uh, an indefinite optimist. Someone who's optimist, optimistic and has zero vision for the future. And that's why Occupy failed. They had no vision for what came the day after. They didn't have anything to ask that's for. one of the reasons. They, they got into the room and they I said, mean, okay, what do you want? And people were like, uh, <laughs> computer error, jump out window. It's like nobody knew what to ask for. Well, they're like, well, it's because we lot. don't have a central c command. It's like, well, that's why you're a failure. Not you personally, but the Occupy movement failed because there was no there was no kind of central authority to say, "Hey guys, what do we all want to decide on? Like, what like, what do we want as a group? Like, you gotta have some kind of authority know. in any kind of situation for anything to work." I think a lot of revolutions don't. Yeah, they're not really thinking about how things are going to work. They're not. They're not thinking of a system. I mean, just like when the U.S. goes to war. And we destroy how to rebuild it. Um, that's sure. uh, you know the French Revolution. Let's cut off all their heads. That sounds like a plan. What comes next? Well, there's a there's depression. There's them in place. Um, I don't know if that's why Occupy failed. I think I think Occupy failed for for a bunch of reasons. One, yeah, they there was no plan. There was also no there was also nobody to to there was nobody there there was nobody. Else elected to to come up with a plan or to even propose one there was no there was there was so much there there was i think that it was a lost cause from the beginning really because there was so much power that the banks already had but um so this so this goes back to my point of great you don't want a central bank what do you want in its place because you can't just say bitcoin because right now we're well, facing one of the greatest challenges in U.S. history is we have the largest amount of U.S. wealth is tied up in property, and the largest group of people owning that property are baby boomers, and they're about to retire, and like they're retiring right now, and they're going to need one like around-the-clock care pretty soon. And so, if all their value is tied up in their property. And the U.S. Federal Reserve is the one thing propping up the value of that property. So if we get rid of the Fed, that means housing prices are going to collapse. Meaning that your parents, my parents, like that whole generation, the baby boomers, 95% of their wealth is going to be liquidated. It's just going to be gone right off the right, – gone. Meaning they're not going to have any kind of income to take care of themselves, meaning – our generation is going to be saddled with trying to take care of an entire generation of baby boomers. So, like, the, yeah, I wouldn't so be surprised right now, if that happens. Now, right now, the Fed is doing something important, even though we don't necessarily like the way they're doing it. And and I and I completely agree. They should not have bailed out the banks. They should have bailed out the homeowners who got manipulated by the banks. And you know, they should have bailed out. They should have. They should have done qu quantitative easing across the board, not just in the corporations. But I think that's the big problem. I think the big problem is that they're in bed with the banks uh, to make sure that the banks succeed because they see that as the only option. And maybe it is. I don't know. But 
But I think that's not what the American people want to hear. They don't want to hear, oh, you have to protect the banks because that's the only way to protect the people. Uh, I don't. Th- I, I I completely agree. But but what I'm saying is, to say let's get rid of them, you have to say, well, this is going to be a huge issue coming, you know, to the forefront in the next ten to twenty years. So, what do you suggest instead? What a lot and of no people, one's talking about that. What, what a lot of people, I think. I mean, this is this is the what I you know, what I sort of call the, the, the etch-a-sketch end of, uh, of the system. It's, 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 it's the anarchy saying like, well, we don't like what we have, so we're going to burn it to the ground. Like, you know, like yeah. what you were saying, let's, let's, let's build the house from scratch. But that's, that was why, that's why I think people voted for Trump is like, they were like, yeah, let's, let's burn it down. Let's, yeah. let's, uh, let's etch-a-sketch etch our way out of here because, because that's, I think for a lot of people, that was the only way, you know, make a change or that's what they thought was the only way to make a change. Of course, we know better. Yeah. But, um, well, I do mean, we? we think we know better. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, I mean, like most people are not thinking about, about, uh, about, you know, if we, if we impeach Trump, you know, what happens? Oh, we get Mike Pence as, as president. Most people don't think about exactly. that. They just think, oh, impeach Trump. We don't want him anymore. Yeah. And they're not thinking about consequences. <clears throat> but, I mean, how many catastrophes does it take before people do start thinking about those things? I don't know. I don't know. Well, and, Trump, and somebody... Yeah. I forget, I forget where some liberal speaker was like, stop talking about impeaching Trump and change the system of government. Like vote for, vote for people in the house of representatives, vote for school board, vote for governors, vote for, because this was the systematic overtake, uh, overtaking by the, by conservatives in this country when they don't even have a majority of people who agree with their thoughts is, you know, they took over the, the local schools, they took over state assembly seats, they took over governorships, they like, you know, they went through that and they, they had a plan. As much as I disagree with their plan, they actually had foresight and they took a 10 year plan on how to take control of, the, of this country when they're a minority. I mean, that's ballsy. It was a ballsy step. And they were successful. And that's what scares me is that I don't see anybody on the left thinking 10 years out. I don't see anybody in crypto thinking 10 years out. I see them thinking about next year or when the next bull run is going to be. But nobody's thinking about what's, what's actually going to do. And that's what, that's what okay, makes so me nervous about the longevity of crypto. Here's a so here's a question for the audience. Then is is uh, once you have your Lambo and you're a millionaire, what are you gonna do to help make the system better? Or are you gonna because <laughs> we're gonna need that? You might to, uh, pay taxes. <laughs> yeah, we might. Uh, well, and if you're not gonna pay taxes, maybe you should think about where you want to live on this planet and how, how you want it to function because yeah. uh, that's gonna be an issue that we face. Um, because if we're, every single one of us is a millionaire, then I've got news for you. Your millions are not going to be worth as much if everybody has millions. And who's going to clean um, your fucking toilet <laughs> and pick up your trash? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
someone someone's gonna have to do the stuff that you don't want to do so um yeah i i think that's a really really good question is i and and it's not just a question of of what what do you want the system to look like but really like what are you expecting to get out of this explosion like what is the best case scenario for for you is it just so that you can you and your family can be rich forever um because that's kind of a weird dream wouldn't you want the world to be better be a better place i mean wouldn't well, you actually is, want it to be a better place for family for your kids for your grandkids or do you not think about those things i mean my question is also if you're that unhappy with the system and if your goal is i'm going to be rich you being rich doesn't change the system you're still going to be unhappy with the system it's not going to no, make anything think, better for you uh and and i i understand the impulsive oh i'll just get rich and move to an island and not have to worry about the system at all but uh yeah after a, a few a weeks response. being on that island you, you you might want some of that system back that you miss yeah. It's a 10 year old response. It's just running away. Like, oh, I, you know, I'll let my parents deal with it. It's like, no, I mean, like, you're the grown up now. <laughs> we have to deal with it. I get the, I get the impulse. I get the impulse. I totally, there are times when I get so frustrated that I feel like I just want to run away. But that never really solves anything for me. I mean, yeah. just like, you know, escape through drugs and alcohol doesn't sure, really work. Yeah. It's absolutely well, great for most once people. in a while. It's great. It's great to have one too many beers <laughs> and not have to think about stuff for an hour and a half. <laughs> Fuck the system for a good like four hours and then yeah. wake up hungover. <laughs> uh, so uh, one thing that you that uh, uh, that uh, w when we started this 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 stream, you uh, I think well I guess we kind of we kind of answered that was when you said that everyone's just you know after you know getting rich so yeah the idea of of what comes next that's a really good question it's what it's what something that i ask myself all the time it's like kind of like i think that cryptocurrency even though it, it was something that like you know it meant i could possibly make some money from this from these market cycles I think I had a problem with that at first and I thought, okay, I've got to figure out a way to make this more interesting for my life and just, oh, I'm going to get rich doing this. Yeah. And then of course, now we know that it's not quite as simple as just, I'm going to buy some Bitcoin and I'm <clears throat> going to get rich. I mean, yeah. it's definitely not that simple. I mean, unless you, I don't know, unless you bought Bitcoin, I don't know, six years ago and forgot about it and somehow found it. But even, even then you'd have to figure out when to sell it making the right decision by selling it. So there's nothing simple about markets at all. There's nothing simple about, about investing in assets. They're, they're, they're complicated, um, yeah. emotionally complicated. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so yeah, it's, it's important to think about what your place in this is. And, and I know for me, I found, I found my love for it in, in the ideology, in, in thinking about what this could be like in the future. I mean, if we did replace the the central bank what would we replace it with if if bitcoin or cryptocurrencies actually did actually did you know plateau and we got some sort of stability out of it don't like they don't like their money you know as a volatile thing they don't they don't, don't want to they don't want to worry about whether they can 
pay the rent, you know, the day after they get their paycheck. So, yeah. well, you know, what would it be like if we actually did, if if Bitcoin became the new fiat? Or what what would that be like? And 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 what would be good and what would be bad about it? Um, like consensus is something that sounds great when we when we throw around the word. Until EOS happens, I can think of many times <laughs> where I've had to come to a consensus with a group of people, and we've all been miserable. So, um, well, look at EOS. EOS is yeah. a perfect example. EOS is a weird example. I don't know if it's a perfect example, but it's it's an example of of it's definitely an example of of how things are not working out as they had planned um and yeah i mean that's uh yeah i wasn't i wasn't sure if we'd get to talking about it's really kind of a clusterfuck and i haven't even though i've been researching it for a while i haven't really wrapped my head around it because so, so much of it is kind of on the technical end um but yeah they're uh, uh, uh all right so eos so EOS just had their voting for block producers. Um, they had to come to a consensus on which version of the EOS blockchain they're going to use, which is about it. The more it just seems like uh, Dan Larimer, Larimer kind of writes some code for a blockchain and then just kind of hands it off to a bunch of people he doesn't know and says, now it's your turn to make it, which is, I mean, I guess that's, I, I guess that's a that's an organic way to to build something is to create the plans and have other people build it. And it's a little irresponsible to me as far as creating something that people have an expectation that it's going to do something. So a lot of people were investing in that project thinking it's going to it's going to have a focus. It's going to be it's going to be something that that we can see the results from pretty quickly. Well, I, I see I see him wanting to take the the Satoshi route of saying this is what I created do something with it. But Satoshi didn't take exactly. $4 billion from investors and say, oh, okay, I took your money. Now you guys do my idea. Like if I give $4 billion to Larimer, I expect him to have a vision for how it's going to work and see that vision through. And then once it's running fluidly, then say, now we're going to slowly decentralize it and have and have some kind of roadmap in that sense and he's not he doesn't and, and like he's had a year to do this like what what was he thinking i just don't understand like what yeah i i mean i don't know i think the question is 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 he going to take that money and fix this or is he gonna is he gonna is he going to use that money to allow it to be fixed if he's not going to fix it himself because I, I thought that was the plan i thought it was like yeah we're going to use this money to like to, to bring in app developers and stuff like that so that they can really build out this this blockchain and and uh, and and uh, and have like a system of bootstrapping applications so that it's it's very easy for for developers to just kind of get started with it and instead uh, I'm transcripts so yeah so so um, so a lot of the conversations with uh, with Danelle and a lot of the, the block producers, um, a lot of the conversations were done um, the, in conference calls on Zoom. And, a lot, and the transcripts made it onto Reddit. And I read yeah. some of them pretty sad. I mean, it was like, 
there are people like getting frustrated and quitting the conference call because they were just so pissed off. They were like, I'm gonna I'm gonna go create my own EOS now and like screw exactly. all you guys. Um, exactly. It's, it's, I mean, it reminded me a bit of Roger Ver saying like, no, mine is the true EOS. No, yours is the fake, like yeah. the face EOS core, whatever, you know? And yeah. uh, and that's that's like that's not what we that's not what consensus is. And because I, I do believe that that Larimer uh, I think I think he does understand the importance of of consensus and the importance of a, a distributed system. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, if you I mean, think we'll if you think democracy moves slow, wait till you try to do consensus and see how slow movement is on consensus, because Man. you will never get anywhere. You will never have a change happen because to try to get that many people to agree on the same exact thing is a fucking fantasy and it and makes who people... thinks who thinks that that's actually a plausible way to run anything i mean it makes people quit i mean when i think of all my friends that don't vote because they're just it's like it's a pain in the ass and i don't i mean i don't i don't want to do the research and i don't want to take the time off work and it's just like yeah like and then voting for block producers, you expect people to give up their private keys. Like I didn't vote for block producers because I didn't feel comfortable putting my private keys onto some to some application, some web application yeah. where I was supposed to just trust a guy. That's crazy. That is um, absolutely and crazy. So when I was in college, I lived in a house and there were 50 other people in this house. It was a co-op and every semester we had to come to a consensus about who was going to live in what room. And you know what I did every single every single semester, I would take a room that was meant for two people and I would take three or four people and then offered to stay in that room just because I didn't want to have anything to do with the consensus meetings because they were hell. Like yeah. I didn't want to sit there for like eight hours trying to make everybody that never worked. So um, there's, a, there's probably a lot of people that just kind of were like, you know, took their ball and went home. So yeah, let's see what happens. I, I think that it's really hard to, I mean, if it's hard to get people to vote on, on paper, then trying to get people to put themselves at risk so they can vote for a system and then to try to get consensus out of it. I mean, that's, that's, that's really hard. I, I, mean, I, I, think, I will I be amazed his, if it works. I think his experiment, and that's what I'm gonna call EOS, because it is an experiment. I think his experiment is a, is a perfect representation of um, the Eric Voorhees model of e economics, which is you know borderline communism in the sense of it it cannot feasibly work. It just can't borderline work. what communism, and oh. in, in the sense of like it's just you know it's a great theoretical idea. You know, in a perfect world, we would all come. We would all sit around the campfire and sing kumbaya and and come to the you know the perfect conclusion on how to move forward. But that's not reality. Like reality is, you don't know what I went through, and I don't know what you went through. So the chances of us, us coming to perfect consensus is almost zero. But the more we hang out together, 
we can start to come to con some consensus. But then when you have 50 other people, you can't spend all that time having that kind of relationship with 50 other people and still have to work every day and have a family and have your own friends and then expect to come together and, and have a relationship with 50 people that you can have some kind of consensus with when that's not your full-time job. Like that's the reason why we pay okay. our representatives so they can stay in Washington, D.C. and have relationships with other representatives so when they need to get a bill through, they can actually sit down and talk and have some kind of basic lexicon, some kind of relationship where they can say, hey, I need to get this done. What do you need? Let's haggle a little bit. Boom. Great. Okay. You know, it's just like it's not perfect, but it's kind of the best we can do under the limitation, under our current, uh, you know, human limitations, technology-wise, uh, emotion-wise. I, I just, I think asking for more than that right now is asking from, I don't know, I just it doesn't seem realistic to me. Yeah, yeah. At the same time, I I'm still really curious to see how it's going to play out and if it's going to work. You know, because you know, you you called it an experiment, and that is what it is. And 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 Bitcoin was an experiment when when you know when the first Genesis block was mined. Like, like I I don't. We we're so early in in the world of of cryptocurrency that that we just don't know. We I mean it's so hard to tell. This could be the way that that all new blockchains are created. We just don't know. I mean it, yeah. it's a chaotic launch for sure. Like, but do we do we have a better system in place? I mean the 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 antithesis to this would be like to set up EOS like an actual or or you know like we were talking about about uh, during the last stream how so many of these you know these these tokens and these cryptocurrencies pretty much are just acting like businesses and we're treating the the tokens like stocks yeah like that's one way to just get stuff done is like you have people in and there's an expectation of your business and there's an expectation that you're going to put out updates on time you're, you're going to launch on time you're going to have product delivery um and this entire year eos has been pretty good at all those things and then now it's like okay yeah well we're not we're not actually a business i mean block one is the is the business that created it but eos itself is it's it's bigger than that it's it's something you know it's so i i kind of understand why you can't just have you can't just have one entity come in and and you know decide that it's going to work but like you said they did take a lot of people's money i mean those auctions were not that th that that those auctions like the money went straight to block one or I mean, wasn't, it, wasn't or, it four billion dollars is that is that the right number yeah they raised that's how that's that's how much they raised i don't know i mean i the the uh the auctions um talk about the auctions because i don't really understand how they worked i i mean like th they were auctioned off at different times in different and you could only access them from different places. Is that right? So that the idea was to get as much distribution as possible so that you couldn't have, uh, you know, one entity just, you know, and the auctions somehow were very similar. They ended up being very similar in price to the, the to the market price at the time. I never didn't quite that, understood that how that failed. Works. Don't like, isn't the vast majority of EOS owned by like 10% of the people I read? It's, uh, 
yeah, that's something that I've heard, but I don't know. I mean, I haven't looked at the, you know, the, I, I, I don't, I think there's somebody who points to the, to the ether scan. Um, and I think that they've, they pointed out, yeah, there's, there's a couple of, maybe it's block one or something that, that owns quite a bit of, of EOS. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, Anyway, so we've got uh, we've got a pretty we've got a chaotic launch, and I'm curious to see how it's going to play out. That's kind of well. Yeah. I'm 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 disappointed that it that it I'm disappointed in the project, but I'm very very interested in in the experiment, and I I like it. I like the sort of I like the drama. I like the the questions of like, wow, how, this is crazy. I mean, the, the EOS from the beginning was crazy. I mean, having, oh man, just having that Brock guy was just the, the dumbest thing in the world. And and yet, and it's been one of the most successful ICOs ever. Uh, one of the most successful cryptocurrencies so far. For some reason, it's in the top 10, even though nobody uses it for anything. And top I'm not five. even, top five, I'm not even sure what, I mean, so, so there are all these applications that are getting ready to launch on EOS, and there are all these airdrops, and there's all this stuff, and 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 I look at that and I go, wow, there's a lot going on, and then I think, but none of this is going on. Maybe there's a few semi-working products, but how much of this is just has been incentivized by their VC system to you know use some, a lot use that four four billion dollars to bring people on board. So that they can use it. I mean, the uh, that that the test loop was going around for a while. That where um, the uh, the Tesla's rideshare program talking about how they were gonna they were gonna use the EOS blockchain. And now I'm thinking like like was that just was that just bullshit? Was that just somebody getting paid to say that? I don't know. So because a lot of the applications that are. EOS, EOS makes me think of a great Calvin and Hobbes comic where uh, he says to Hobbes, the reason I believe there's intelligent life out in the universe is because they haven't made contact with us yet. I think and for me, that represents, that <laughs> and for me, that represents EOS. It's like how, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rib you a little bit here, but like how on earth do you invest in that after the Brock Pierce thing, after... I mean, every just everything that they've done along the way, people are like, still like, take my money, take my money. No, no, you did something stupid. Here, take my money. And I'm just like, what? What are you guys doing? Like, who who keeps investing in this? And and like you said, it's 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 gonna be like, and I love that. I love that you're just like, whatever. I'm just here, popcorn in hand. Watching the watching the train wreck, you know, because it's like that's everything. Like every single day, it's another train wreck, and you know, and maybe it'll turn out to be something and I wasn't, absolutely incredible. Yeah, I, I, I um, yeah, it, I mean, it has been sort of a train wreck. It has been, I mean, it's been a total train wreck. But it, it, it for a while, it seemed like it could have been a train wreck in the opposite. It could have been a train wreck for Ethereum. I don't, I mean, and that seems crazy to even say that now, but. I mean, for a while, it actually looked like they were setting themselves up, like EOS Block One was setting themselves up to really, really shake stuff up. 
Um, the reason that the reason that I was interested in it from the beginning is because I mean, man, Ethereum had so, just had there was so much criticism of about Ethereum's the the possibility of Ethereum's success. I mean, yeah. this like you know this world computer that was going to like uh, you know basically like an ICO for a world computer where everybody's going to be able to it, it Ethereum sounded like like a scam when I first heard about it. And a lot of people still think it's a scam. It, it sounded like, you know, this 21-year-old Russian kid was just going to steal everyone's money. And and it turned out to be something that is actually working pretty well for what it is. Yeah. Um, and so I think that that's the reason that I was interested in EOS. It's like, okay, you know, this Larimer guy, he's he's done some things that are working, um, not, not necessarily things I like or use, I know I know a lot of people who do use Steam it, and that's cool. Um, I'm not a huge fan of it. BitShare seems like it has a real future, but other than that, I don't see it as something that anybody use uses. BitUSD, I guess, is a for a stable coin, but I mean, I don't know. I don't really know. It uh, seems. If anything, it seems like I like. It seems like he has a lot of ideas. And he starts a lot of projects, but he doesn't really finish a lot of projects. Well, I mean, that's a common criticism of him. And when, and I think when he, he, yeah, he maybe he doesn't see them through, but for him, it's like, well, I've created this thing and it's working, so I'm going to move on to the next thing. Just like any serial entrepreneur or whatever you'd want to call him. Now, uh, one of the things that I liked about Larimer is he was, he was known for asking very critical questions of Vitalik and like, Often asking like, how is this going to work? If you know, I mean, um, asking kind of drilling into some of the, like the scaling problems that Ethereum is is facing, or um, even even uh, you know problems with proof of work with Bitcoin and stuff like that. Uh, and yeah, he, he, he you know, has been around questions. since the beginning. He didn't ask himself those yeah. questions, and you know, every he didn't do or or, or he did, but. but if he he didn't he didn't he didn't ask himself enough questions obviously yeah but i mean i would actually i'd be curious i mean sometimes i wish satoshi was still around because i'd like to ask him like what went according to your plans and what didn't because you know there we're we are crypto is unintended consequences at this point a lot of a lot of uh you know what we're talking about is is being used for something different than it was originally intended for, than what it was created for. Even you could argue that Bitcoin is too. Now that people call it a store of value instead of peer-to-peer -peer cash or whatever. Um, yeah. Anyway, with that, we should probably wrap it up. Yeah. And, well, we've got a good half an hour in here. Nice. Any closing remarks? Uh, let us know in the comments. I just like saying that just in case somebody's actually listening. Yeah, you sound uh, like a YouTuber. <laughs> we're thinking about um, just focusing on podcast. And so if we did continue the YouTube cast, maybe just putting a picture up and not seeing our faces and just focusing on podcasts. So, you know, give your impression if you like seeing our gorgeous faces or if uh, mm -hmm. you're just here for the philosophical debates.
and smash oh, the like button. Don't smash the like button. Downvote the shit out of me just for saying that, please. Just give me a thumbs yeah. down just because I said that. What are we supposed to say? Like, subscribe. Hit the yes. like button. That's what YouTube yes. would say. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's All it. All right, everybody. So, uh, we'll see thanks you next for time. Uh, listening to Michael and the Bear. Talk to you next time.